Namaste, everyone. Welcome to the Charvak Podcast. This is your host, Kushal Mehra. My guest today, it's actually very funny. He's coming on the podcast for the first time. We've spoken on other multiple platforms. Uh, I have with me Adit Kapadia from the Mind Makers uh, Podcast and the Mind Makers uh, Portal, I should say. Adit, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me, Kushal. Uh, great fun to be. We've we've chatted a long time, many times. So it's funny yes. that we're doing this for the first time. But yes. may may this not be the last. <laughs> yes. And for the record, to uh, my podcast, pe pehle hai, main podcast pe baad mein aane wala hon, so I won. <laughs> you do. Yes, you do. You do. <laughs> uh, all right. So, Adit, uh, obviously, today we're going to be talking about uh, the Bihar elections. So, hmm. So before I honestly ask you some specific questions that I had in mind, hmm. so let's start like this. So if somebody was to give you a, a, a base platform like this, okay, so how would you summarize the Bihar hmm. results? Now a lot of water has flown. So now we kind of know. Jisko jo bolna tha bol diya, matlab wo ye match fixing hai, sab kuch ho gaya abhi. So hmm. now... Now that everything is done and now we are moving on to the next big show, which is going to be Bengal, in my opinion, from a BJP perspective. So what would your summary of the Bihar elections be? So if if I were to sum it up in like three points, right, the first point would be no doubt this is a uh, rise of the a, a resurgent bjp in bihar they have they have gotten more seats uh, and in terms of strike rate before in 2010 when they contested with nitish kumar they won 91 out of 102 if i'm not mistaken but now in such a close cornered contest to come so close to be i think they were between them and rjd there was a difference of one seat so clearly now they are the two poles of bihar the rjd and the bjp um second would be nitish kumar's stock has significantly dwindled uh no i mean he is going to be the face of the nda uh whether he'll continue to be that after the 2024 elections i am not so sure uh maybe he's already said this is the last election so maybe if they do well into till 2025 he'll continue but he most certainly will not you know uh, be go it's hard to write off the jdu a lot of people have written off the jdu i wouldn't write them off completely because they do have uh, their support in pockets uh, but a party that is very close to being written off is the congress they were reduced to 19 seats out of they fought 70 seats which everyone thought was 20 seats too many but if they don't do some course correction they are going to lose you know significantly and another player that we've seen in bihar is the advent of asaduddin owaisi in the simanchal region which we'll come back to that uh, in detail when we talk about bihar and bengal but this borders bengal and you know uh, it has about a 30 30 35% muslim population and um, asaduddin owaisi is one five seats there um the other factor is the chirag paswan factor i have a feeling that chirag paswan will come back to the nda blood uh, nda fold i'm sorry but there is so much bad blood that has been spilt between nitish kumar and chirag paswan i don't know if they'll work so to work together but the summary right now is that bjp and rjd are the polls uh, tejasvi yadav's party has not gone away it has 75 seats yes it has lost the election but it has only lost five seats compared to last time and last time they fought in alliance with nitish kumar so this is a much better performance and so they are the two poles and now jdu jdu brings that extra z factor or x factor or something to the bjp 
but i'm almost convinced that when they go to the lok sabha election they will um, get ljp on board as an ally so that is the new composition bjp jdu ljp and uh, inc rjd and whoever else is left on their side yeah but see this is the interesting part now a lot mm-hmm. of people said that uh, rjd was the single largest party mm-hmm. in this election mm-hmm. so what she said what technically they are the winners <laughs> i i don't buy that because in comparison to the number of seats rjd fought on last time right. with the mao government and when they fought with uh, nitish <laughs> they fought many more seats so it's not like they did not get enough seats right. they got a lot more seats than last time mm-hmm. and their per capita game as such per seat game is not as much in comparison to last time so we will not really say that rjd was really that big a player right in that sense yeah so i mean if uh, to use a cricketing analogy their strike rate wasn't as good as it was last time so mm. they their their support has dwindled but last time lalu was the face of the alliance so what a lot of people were saying is the fact that they still managed to get a few seats without lalu is is significant but i agree with you it's not enough to call them a winner so where the rjd might not have done as badly as people uh, said they would and by people i mean real analysts not exit polls we'll we'll talk about exit polls a little later <laughs> because everybody's been claiming victory that they got the exit polls right um, but um, the, the 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 thing is a lot of people thought that with lalu in jail and this is probably rjd at his weakest uh, you had raghuvansh uh, babu who was a senior leader of rjd who passed away and uh, a few few months ago so people thought that they are going to be sort of marginalized and stuff but they did gain now the one theory that has been doing the rounds is the popularity of nitish kumar had gone down and many people including shwetank who you know who i did a, a bihar podcast with on mine uh, said uh, that whether the nitish sort of uh, are people going to give nitish another chance but where the people messed up was there was almost an attempt to reclassify jungle raj that jungle raj did not exist and things like that and every bihari i speak to who's grown up in the 90s says this too very crucial words that jungle raj is a lived experience it's not something that we conjured out of thin air that you can see on data just, just want to remind you the professor in test disagrees with you <laughs> the, <laughs> imagine my shock at that happening <laughs> so uh, maybe next time i'm in mumbai i got to go meet up the professor and ask him what pass what party disagrees with but no um, i mean let's this is such so bizarre you can say people can say uh, journalists can say who are close to the lalu regime ki we you know we this is what we think about bihar and stuff like that and this is why we want lalu to win that's one debate but by saying that something that people have actually lived through didn't even exist is strange so even though people were mad at nitish kumar they still have memories of the jungle raj and they do vote for security and uh, uh, this time it is said that a lot of women have voted for the jdu bjp alliance uh, compared to the rjd congress alliance and that is sort of that was the x factor yeah so actually let me take in a super chat because this is actually a perfect segue into uh, our hmm. discussion hmm. so uday has asked if ljd hadn't split hmm. would it have been that close now i'll give you my view and then i'll then i'll hmm. take yours sure so my whole take in this is this is not fair if you ask me hmm. because then i will also create a hypothetical where maybe ovc would not have fought hmm. 
then what would have happened kyunki ovc ne bhi to bahut vote kaate na in that sense but what do you think if ljd would have been a part and all hmm. things remain the same what would have happened so if ljp would have remained a part the the margins would have been a lot lot more for the bjp jd i think jdu would have done a little better i don't know if bjp would have done significantly better than what they have because ljp wasn't really contesting in every single seat that J, bjp was in um when it comes to asaduddin ovaisi a lot of people forget that jdu also fielded 11 muslim candidates so they also have some sort of a vote bank in the you know the muslim areas in simanchal and so forth so i think asaduddin ovaisi didn't just take votes from congress he also took a little bit of votes from uh, nitish's party hmm. so um yes you know the the simple analysis is it's a it's a party that gets you know a very great strike rate in majority muslim areas so the rule of thumb is that seats should go to rjd and congress but i don't think the all the seats would have gone to rjd and congress i think it would have been a lot closer and asaduddin ovaisi's effect is only existing in 10 seats uh, chirag paswan's uh, effect is probably in 25 to 30 seats so that is and it's more profound because he got about in the seats he contested i think 10 or 12% of the vote so that is what was uh, interesting but again i if if the if rjd and congress cannot win with this scenario if uh, ljp is anywhere close to the nda they are going to get wiped out i mean there is it's not even a contest it's it's going to be like a 200 out of 240 or something like that for them so so let's say now i'm talking about 2025 right that mm, when, that mm. when we'll have the next bihar elections right i'm pretty sure nitish kumar ji is not going to be a player then i mean he himself said that in his speech one of his uh, campaign speeches he said akhri baar lad raha hu right so if that is the case i don't see see uh, the problem with this one man driven political outfits which is mm. not the case with the bjp or to a large extent no matter how much we hate them the left parties yeah uh, these are ideology driven uh, you know parties where somebody suddenly rises to the top and then they 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 run it uh, with that person for a while and then that person goes into oblivion and somebody new comes out of Absolutely. now the pro- the problem with the jdu is whether we like it or not it is a nitish kumar driven party it's not really i mean and if his kind of his kind of uh, stock has gone down so much do you see the ljp now becoming the uh, the junior partner in the alliance in the future and bjp actually fighting with obviously the other two i forgot the name of the allies uh, pardon me the hindustani hindustani awami morcha uh, and uh, vikashil uh, insan party yeah vikashil insan party yeah so yeah. maybe next time i'm not saying jdu will be out of the picture but jdu may not be a slightly bigger player then ljp do you see that happening in 2025 uh, yeah, yes i do actually on a national level certainly i see lj well i don't see jdu eclipsing the ljp i'm uh, oh, sorry ljp ex- eclipsing the jdu uh, i think jdu will still be a senior player in the alliance um, but i don't see jdu fighting at an equal number of seats in the lok sabha as the bjp they the, this essentially was this will not result into many changes in the assembly shayad 10 15 seat upar niche ho jaye but in lok sabha i do expect bjp to ask for three or four more lok sabha seats than the uh, jdu and this is for the first time since they went into alliance this will happen because a lot of people forget but when the first alliance between bjp and jdu happened bjp actually got more seats than jdu 
uh, in 2000 or something. And yet, uh, at that time, it was the Samta Party. Nitish was projected the face. But Samta Party also had George Fernandez. And his and Atalji's um, mm. sort of understanding was completely yes. different than what we have right now. Yeah, but right now, this is the confusion, right? Imagine a scenario where a, a person like... Now, politics is a very funny game as someone... I mean, I, I speak from experience of working in four elections now in my life on the ground. I, I don't hide it. I worked with for, with the BJP. I'm, I'm very open about my leanings. But my experience is that, yes, LJP has gone up this time. And I know what I'm talking about, that... It could very well be a possibility that their stock goes down in the next five years. I mean, politics is very unpredictable. People drop you like this. People have a very short memory. But in that case, now let us go into the one player where nobody wants to talk about. Do you think the criticism, like Rajdeep was very critical of Asududdin Ovesi after the election. Honestly, I don't understand why these people have a problem with uh, there is there is no one rational reason as to why Asaduddin Ovesi has no right to fight on different seats in different parts of India. I mean, why are these people so mad at him? Uh, so Rajdeep, Ra see, here's the thing. Raj, I don't think Rajdeep was critical. I think Rajdeep was un uh, unabashedly angry. <laughs> I mean, how dare you go? You know, and that mess up the Congress chances. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I mean, I saw that clip. I tweeted out part of the clip where Asaduddin Ovesi gets a little mad. And I mean, up guess it. So this, I'll get, okay, I'll take a small segue and then we'll come back to this. Um, remember how these people were uh, praising the French president uh, Emmanuel Macron when he came back to power and now they hate him. So and now they hate the French style of secularism. So my joke is that love they love quoting the French philosopher Voltaire when it comes to spe free speech. They only have trouble following him. So, so they love taking democracy, constitutional democracy and all that. But when someone uses the same means to fight elections, but it ends up damaging their party, <laughs> they get very angry about it. How dare you become democratic? Yeah, so it's, it's like that. Now, I, all my... So it's like the discourse on free speech in India, right? I agree with your right to say as long as you say what I want to hear. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You can, the I can moment you... Yeah. So the moment you deviate, and uh, that's typical of uh, the left in India, the moment you deviate even a millimeter of my, you know, cherished beliefs, then, I mean, look at the interview Fareed Zakaria recently had with Barkha Dutt. It was so nauseating to listen to Fareed Zakaria telling Barkha Dutt that I am worried India is going in this direction. Oh, bhai, tu tha jab Indra Gandhi thi? Tu to vridh hai na? Nahi, tab to daddy ji the na Indira ke government mein, Rafiq Zakaria. To phir, matab tu kar kya raha tha? Sharam, aur ye bande ko sharam nahi aati bolne mein. Wohi to mein keh raha hu. Iska papa tha India mein jab emergency hui. Aur bolta hai India abhi authoritarian. The history of India, the only real twist with authoritarianism has been Indira Gandhi and the emergency. Yes, we can say what happens in Bengal and what has happened in sporadic instances in our different parts of India has yeah. authoritarian tendencies. But yeah. the real taste of authoritarianism in the history of independent India has only been under Indira Gandhi. And these people have the, the gall to say something like that. I don't know. I mean, who listens to them now? Yeah, or they keep 
talking amongst each other. I think he was he was also serving with Indira Gandhi as a deputy in the Lok Sabha or something. He was a cabinet minister too under the Congress. So it's unbelievable and it's fraud analysis, right? But but Farid Zakaria is interesting here, uh, Kushal, and you'll remember this. When Narendra Modi came to US the first time, he gave Farid Zakaria an interview. Now, at that time, Farid Zakaria, and because... Uh, President Obama and Prime Minister Modi had a good sort of understanding and Mr. Zakaria's, uh, you know, uh, 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 networks to the White House, that then White House was very well known. You had a very Mr. Different Zakaria. He, in fact, went and said this wonderful things about Prime Minister Modi on John Oliver's show, for, for God's sake. So, but yeah, now that has not happened. His, his contacts haven't materialized in India and he has a book to sell. So, so this is this is what the point is, right? right. So, so for these people who are political analysts, they're not really political analysts. They are businessmen. Mm -hmm. They're doing a business. Yeah. Their business is staying in the corridors of power. Mm -hmm. And to stay in the corridors of power, I have to peddle a certain narrative, which my American papa and mommy my you know my career papa and mommy yeah, there yeah, are yeah. real papa and mommy and there are papa, career papa and mommy so yeah. my career papa and mommy they need to listen to some things that will keep my job secure so mm. they change like this but imagine see i don't blame the average american the average american is going to be like okay brown guy on tv looks indian has a semi indian accent even after living for so many years in america mm. i'm going to go with that person yeah nobody is going to correct farid zakaria and this is what annoys me like anything. I mean, in, in such a situation, you know, uh, kudos to guy like, a guy like Sagar and Jetty, at least on the hill, Sagar. I mean, I heard Sagar on the Brown Pandits recently. And, you know, Sagar was like, you know, that's what goes off as Indian political analysis over here. And it's a load yeah. of rubbish. And, and kudos to Sagar. Sagar was honest. But coming back to Bihar, hmm. phase one. So I was looking at the data. Hmm. Phase one, BJP was walloped. Like yeah. seriously Completely. walloped. Completely. Okay. What the hell happened in phase two and phase three? What is your analysis? Uh, a couple of things. I think they realized, I don't think they really realized Chirak Paswan's damage control damage that it happened to a few seats. Um, second thing, I think uh, they, the, the projection of Nitish Kumar was far more profound than it was in the uh, in the first phase, uh, I think they they doubled down on Nitish Kumar. You had the letter that Prime Minister Modi wrote. You had the interviews that Amit Shah gave, and they shared platforms and stuff like that. And in general, I think uh, there was a sense that this election is going to be a cakewalk for the BJP JDU. But in phase one, it showed that it was more of a contest. So the cadre almost woke up from a little bit of a stupor. Too. I wouldn't say the cadre, but maybe the 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 local the local Bihar leadership because there were a lot of I was talking to people on the ground and there were a lot of conflicting messages that were going out. People didn't know who was in charge or something, and it almost seemed that then the central BJP. Took, came in, took charge of the campaign, and then, you know, they're like, okay, this is the leader, you go forward. So it's a bit of all of these factors, and uh, you can see how minor the result was. I mean, ultimately, it was what, one or two seats that made the difference? So, uh, because, and, and yeah, it Overall, I think maybe five seats, because even if you look at the difference between the uh, Mahagadbandan and NDA, it was, I think, 10 to 12 seats, and a swing of five or six seats either way could have basically swung the election. So it was that it was that close.
Yeah, so another great question. I actually really love this question. So Akshat has asked this question. <laughs> BJP won 72 while JDU won 43. How fair it is for the people of Bihar who chose BJP over JDU because Nitish doesn't have a good record in Bihar? That's a good question. Why did the BJP still go with Nitish Kumar as a chief minister in your view? <laughs> BJP was being Salman Khan. No, I think they were trying to not repeat Maharashtra. Let yeah, me... I think so too. <laughs> Let me be very brutal. I think it was just that. And also, you have to understand Nitish Kumar is no Uddhav Thakre. Nitish Kumar is actually popular as a person. Right? So mm. this is like, let me give you a scenario. Um, say uh, in 2004, the BJP did bad worse compared to 1999, but uh, somehow Vajpayee had 10 seats more than the Congress. I, I would have bet that a lot of allies who don't are not particularly fans of BJP would have said, no, we'll still hope for Vajpayee as a leader because Vajpayee is, you know, very popular leader on a personal level in terms of India. So it was almost that sort of uh, thing. Um, second thing also, I, I don't, Ditish has already said that this is his last election. Agreed. Now everyone, whatever people say in politics, you should always take it with a pinch of salt, especially what Nitish Kumar says, <laughs> because he is known to have flipped every five, 10 years. But I think the difference this time is that the BJP is confident that a weaker Nitish and a stronger BJP even, they're playing the long game. If you manage to piss off Nitish Kumar or the JDU cadre, they are going to, you know, what if, you know, there are two-third MLAs. And let's not forget, the majority of the BJP-JDU alliance hinges on the nine seats or the eight seats provided by the allies. The Hindustani Awami Morcha Secular led by Jitanam Manji and the Vikashil Insan Party. If those eight seats were to go anywhere, so you know, that could be a problem. So I don't think they want to rock that boat also. That is why they, are, they have stuck with Nitish. I have to give it to the person who named this political outfit Vikash Seal Insan Party. I mean, shout out to them. What a name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, Vikash Seal and Insan Bolo, Yeah. No, and, 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 and here is the thing. Uh, their story is fantastic. Mukesh Sahani is the leader. I think they belong to the Malla caste, right? The same mm. caste as Fulan Devi, right? Mm. And, and Fulan Devi was perceived to be at that time she was taking on the upper caste feudal landlords and stuff like that and here you have a lalu what lalu paraded as a potentially like a per, upper caste with ebc obc alliance and a party that is based in the same you know uh, tribes is full in devi or something was i mean she was going to say that is actually doing an alliance with the bjp and succeeding they did an alliance with the upa and did not succeed and uh, traditionally the malas have voted towards uh, for the bjp since 1990s so this is it's a fascinating story how how he's come up it's absolutely amazing now to everybody's favorite political outfit in the entire country, the, the, the enigma. I mean, there is the, the Midas touch and then there is the Congress touch. But hmm. Congress, Congress is some like such a thing that is like 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 a thing that is so Congress ka bada interesting scene. Hai. They got 90. I was just looking up the Congress vote share on my phone, and Congress got 19 seats out of 70. And unko, <laughs> yeah, unko, 
आई मीन उनको पचास पचास से ज्यादा क्यों दिया लास्ट टाइम ऑल्सो दे वन यू नो आई एम जस्ट लुकिंग लास्ट टाइम दे वन फोर्टी सीट्स सॉरी दे कंटेस्टेड इन फोर्टी एंड दे वन ट्वेंटी सेवन दिस टाइम दे कंटेस्टेड इन सेवेंटी एंड वन नाइनटीन सो इट वॉज अ कंप्लीट वाइप आउट और वो भी आरजेडी के दम पे थोड़ी बहुत जीत जीत गए बट here is the thing i think congress what congress suffers from the most is lack of a leader see you are in maharashtra kushal and you probably know this better than i do the congress in maharashtra has some very good satraps right correct me if i'm wrong and yeah, congress has many regional leaders it depends on the area and hmm. you know what the beauty of maharashtra is hmm. maharashtra there is no regional leader in one party maharashtra hmm. has regional leaders cutting across parties yeah, you exactly. have good strong regional leaders hmm. in congress in maharashtra then ncp has strong leaders in maharashtra then hmm. bjp of maharashtra too see now khadse ji has gone into ncp but khadse hmm. ji was a big leader in maharashtra hmm. leave khadse ji i take someone like sudhir bau mungatiwar hmm. a huge leader in maharashtra big leader hmm. in maharashtra hmm. munde ji was a big leader in maharashtra pramod mahajan ji was a big leader in maharashtra hmm. then you you have others in the congress and the ncp uh, hmm. and even in shivasena for that matter uh hmm. you know they also had some leaders although now shivasena has become pretty much you know i'm talking about the days of anandige thakur and stuff like yeah. that anandige anandige thakur was a big leader absolutely thane people don't realize that people used to have photos of anandige thakur in their house mm mm-hmm. now the congress the thing with the congress is that see i just recently i had written a tweet that there is only one thing on which both bjp and congress totally agree on mm-hmm. and that is that rahul gandhi should be the president of the congress party <laughs> that you know every day bjp and congress get up and the psychophants in the congress and the leaders of the bjp roz do only one puja mm-hmm. hey bhagwan isko president banaye rakhna जब तक ये प्रेसिडेंट रहेगा हमारी नैया पार होती रहेगी <laughs> बीजेपी तो कभी नहीं बोलेगी कि कांग्रेस में से राहुल गांधी हटे बट बट ऑन अ सीरियस लेवल हु विल गेट अवे विथ सो मेनी ब्लंडर्स अदर देन राहुल गांधी no one can no one can and and here is the thing राइट आई वॉज लुकिंग एट स्टेटिस्टिक्स एंड दैट वॉट इलेक्ट वॉट वॉज द लास्ट इलेक्शन दैट राहुल गांधी वन एंड आई रियली कुंट कम अप विथ वन I mean, I was like, because there has been no election that they won on on the back of Rahul Gandhi. They go. There are two parts. One is Jharkhand. What you saw in Jharkhand, where uh, the UPA did win, because Congress actually gave the space to uh, ally Hemant Soren. But also BJP's government in Jharkhand wasn't as popular as Nitish's government was in Bihar. Second thing is. you know shekhar gupta actually had this wonderful analogy that congress is like a boxer who punches above his weight to take his own, to to take its own partner down rather than the opponent so um, <laughs> so which i i i don't think i don't think um, and and veer sangvi had another uh, better quote where he said that congress is like that old uncle who has had three or two more than three packs to drink in a party and just doesn't want to leave the party and the nephews are saying chacha ji bas ho gaya ab chale jao bahut pee liya so and both of them have seen congress from far closer quarters than you or i have so they, if they are saying it i would take it with a very very serious uh, sort of thing but um 
let's 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 look at the future contours of the bihar like for the years the only seat that congress would win uh, would even contested was sasaram and this katihar where nc tarik anwar now who, who was in ncp first and now is in congress again in the simanchal region would win and the other seats they were in contest only because rjd and mehrban okay do teen de deti thi unko you know um what this tells you is that in the politics of bihar congress is now being slowly sort of consigned to the fate that they were in up hmm last election gave them a glimmer of hope ki they can be sort of a ramvilas paswan type player where they fight 40 seats and get 25 30 and enough to get like about four five cabinet ministers so you know uh, but the arrogance is such that how can a national party like the congress only get 25 seats you know uh, 40 seats 50 seats humko ramvilas paswan type party hai this so that arrogance is what is killing the congress and the refusal to see see it when it's there right in their face yeah but then what do you tell the people who say that the congress situation is so messed up that they know they can't win with rahul gandhi and they also know they can't hold the party together without the gandhis um so th- there is a two bit of both right it almost not only does rahul gandhi have to go he almost has to ultimately endorse whoever the next president is like you know uh, i i always love how people announce their decisions in india they always say by unanimous consent we have decided that so and so is going to be the leader of our party nobody you did not decide by unanimous consent the dissenting voices were told chup bait ke side mein chale jao right because in india we don't have that concept ki someone can win A, a democratic election within their party 60 40 and be the face of the party like primaries are there in us the mm. only thing close to a primary we had was narendra modi in 2013 when he actually went from june through september and convinced everyone why he should be the face of the party so he went from be- being named the campaign ch- chief to the projected face of the party for the prime minister uh, so so that was sort of a unofficial primary right so rahul gandhi almost has to fight an official primary make sure that whoever the guy wins he comes on a stage and says that official support and sort of recede to the background and still continue to fight in lok sabha only then will the congress have a fighting chance because then they'll see that the gandhis are supporting people if people see that the gandhis are sabotaging the, um, the current president or be, being like what sitaram kesri was in the 90s to the congress you know congress is going to get wiped out completely wiped out because they, yep. they just have no future yeah but what do you think about this latest ye pata nahi abhi kapil sibal saab ne beech mein bol diya tha fir shashi tharoor ji apne ekdam latka jhatka hindi english mein bolte hain jo hamesha aate hain beech mein aise aise baal aise karke apne baat karke chale jate hain wo to so what do you make of it do you see any 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 chance in the future where they actually try to actually get rid of the gandhis do you think uh, that's going to happen नो सी शशि थरूर क्या करेगा यार यू नो शशि थरूर इज वेरी पॉपुलर इन टीवी स्टूडियोज इज नॉट लाइक माधवराव सिंधिया दे थिंक दैट शशि थरूर इज अ रिप्लेसमेंट ऑफ माधवराव सिंधिया फॉर गेटिंग हाउ पॉपुलर ही वॉज इन मध्य प्रदेश राइट ही इज नॉट रिप्लेसमेंट फॉर शशि शशि थरूर इज अ डेली पॉलिटिशियन ऑल्सो विन्स इन तिरुवनंतपुरम राइट सो वो Who I don't think he's a he's a he's a legitimate. Yes, he can be one of their speakers in the Lok Sabha or the Vidhan Sabha because he's a phenomenal orator in English, right? And he can he can say uh, he can articulate some points of a debate or something. But the leader almost has to be a state leader who is given sort of a national sort of thing. Uh, someone like uh, I 
you know hate to use old examples but someone like a kamraj or someone like that right who who has that stature ki nationally bhi wo do teen logo ko chup bitha sakta hai and then can go and win them elections also and it almost has to be um and i don't mean to be disrespectful to people who do not speak hindi but it has to be a hindi speaking leader because in the hindi belt of up bihar you know um, uh, himachal right now himachal also congress is going down uh, madhya pradesh also after kamal nath ne last election kuch kar diya but now with the updated contours bjp is going to come back massively in madhya pradesh we need a leader who rajasthan who connects to all these places also yeah so uh, i want to discuss the by elections too but let's uh, there's uh, there are a couple yeah. of more questions that i want to talk about about bihar mm-hmm. so one last question from my end and then i want to take the super chat up yeah um the left parties have made a comeback hmm. nothing worries me more when i see the left like proper communist making a comeback right and i and i say this as a person i'm going to i'm a lifelong this you know hater of congress party hmm. but there is nothing in my life hmm. that i hate more than the communists Hmm. like i hate them with a passion like anything else <laughs> you and me both yes so i i get very worried when hmm. i see these many number of seats going to the left parties hmm. why do you think that happened uh so the left the cpi ml or the maoist leninist liberation is what they call themselves um is uh, does have some sort of a presence in bihar they do have like about uh, uh, they would win two or three mlas or something like that but this time for the first time and they were sworn enemies of lalu prasad yadav like the rjd karyakartas one of the first cases where uh, you know what in against rjd were what they did to the left leaders this time adnar tejasvi he brought them back into the alliance to thoda alliance ka fayda tha थोड़ा तो बेस उनका था ही कि दे वुड गेट सम सॉर्ट ऑफ वोट्स इन फाइव सिक्स एमएलएस बट आई थिंक दे this time tejasvi was more magnanimous than you would expect him to be and ended up giving them sort of more seats than they uh, deserved and ek cheez to hum left ka bol hi sakte jo congress mein nahi hai is their cadre you know and as much as we hate them they are a cadre based party so they were they, they their their ground game was on point in their seats and that that's what resulted in them getting about 14 or 15 seats uh, so we cannot completely overrule that even when they were fighting alone they were getting 2-3% of the vote or the seats they were fighting they were getting like 15-20% of the vote so agar aapke paas wo base hai or consistent hai to us pe aap additional agar wo you know eh, wo the muslim yadav combination ka tadka ya wo sab laga de that results into a windfall then for you True. So, one more question about Bihar. So, Tanmay Kulkarni has asked this question: What do you think of the first deputy CM of Bihar, Shrimati Renu Devi? The what I think what he's trying to say is: What do you think of the decision to give her the uh, deputy CM seat and uh, Sushil Modi ji getting a thinga? I guess. <laughs> so, I think Sushil Modi ji has been accommodated in the sort of. you know renu devi was the vice president of bjp bihar uh, and i was just looking uh, looking uh, which uh, which like what ministry she had before in the first nitish kumar government she had the ministry of sports art so she was a um, she was a um, sort of a member of the cabinet with nitish kumar i think it's a good step 
I think uh, 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 it's a very interesting step also because of where she comes from, the West Champaran region. That is a region where BJP has done typically particularly well, uh, even during the last elections and so forth. Um, Sushil Modi, I think, was also seen to be very close to Nitish Kumar. So uh, uh, this was sort of to put uh, two deputy CMs is interesting to almost have a second rung of leadership de developing below Nitish Kumar. I think we... Sorry, ha, it's on. like UP, right? UP may be teen deputy CM Jesse. But UP may minister be BJP. <laughs> and, mm. uh, and in you um, but the difference is also here, it's almost used as a foil for Nitish Kumar, also, I think. And uh, uh, and another thing you can sort of understand is they do need some sort of good, talented state ministers going to the center. And Sushil Modi would be a fantastic minister to do that. So uh, that he's he's going to the center is a is a is a uh, if he is taken in the center I think that would be a good step, um, but I think it's majorly done to provide a foil to Nitish Kumar and also groom a second rung of BJP leadership in the state because all these people are between fifty five and sixty five and which is not particularly young but it also means that they have at least two elections left in them. True, I I actually I I think I'm more on your side a. I think Sushil Modi would make a great central government minister. Right. I think we need to get some ministers in the center. Yeah. I think we have a paucity of talent in the center. Yes, I do believe that. Mm -hmm. People may not like what uh, what they're hearing right now. So another good couple of questions. Uh, I think both Sriram and Tanmay have kind of asked the same question. So I'm going to mix it and ask you, what effect are these Bihar elections going to have, if any, on the West Bengal and other big elections that are coming up. Because I'll tell you what was going to happen. If BJP would not have formed the government, mm. they would have pummeled the BJP in the TV studio and then said, Dekhna abhi Bengal mein ye hoga. Dekhna abhi idhar ye hone wala hai. Dekhna idhar abhi wo hone wala hai. Mm. But now that the BJP has formed the government along with uh, mm. Nitish Kumar, mm. do you think it is really going to have any effect whatsoever on Bengal. And do you think BJP has a chance in Bengal anyways, irrespective of what happens? I think BJP has a good chance in Bengal. I uh, see they're in the they're in the fight right now. Uh, six months before you, people can do opinion polls and all that and say that, oh, Mamta is still ahead and stuff, because always uh, you never get an accurate picture if an incumbent uh, is being challenged by a strong challenger in an organized manner, then you will find the, you know, wo, wo slow heat. It will build up, build up, build up. And in the last two or three months, there'll be a very push, significant push forward with rallies and things like that. So that's when you get the incumbent swing vote. But the fact that they got 18 seats last time tells me a very interesting thing that they are in the race. One thing that BJP has to do what they usually haven't been doing much in every election they have been doing on and off, they have to project a face for Bengal. Uh, even if they think that that face might lose out to Mamta Banerjee, and that needn't be a CM phase. That could be a chief of campaigners, campaign committee. Because you cannot have just 10 faces leading the campaign and saying that, you know, ek bar ho and high command will decide who will be the CM of Bengal. Yeah, but then who is that face? Dilip Ghosh? Or uh, who is that recently you had? Uh, so obviously Mukul Roy has hmm. been uh, yeah. obviously a part of BJP. So he's a big leader. Mm. But mm. Abhi recently, I'm very bad with names. Recently, someone from Mamta's uh, 
close uh, Kotri has kind of made a statement and I think he is going to the BJP too right I'm, yeah I'm not familiar but I mean when you say the name probably <laughs> please guys whoever is watching the stream if you guys remember the name write that in the comments <laughs> yeah yeah because I, I I'm so bad with names recently when I studied so, so there is some Bihari in the live comments. Dr. Shreyas Lale said, I am from Bihar. <laughs> I have to read this. It's a super chat. I'm yeah. from Bihar and you have no idea how much Sushil Modi is hated even by hardcore BJP supporters. You can check his social media. He talks nonsense. I don't know, Dr. Shreyas Lale, if you can judge yeah. the mood of the people by what social media says. Hmm. With due no, respect. No, no, but I'm not going even into that. I mean, that could be true. That could not be true. But the bottom line is he the reason why he was not given... I, See, if the BJP wanted me to make him a deputy CM, I hate to say it, they would have made it, made him anyways. Like, nothing would have stopped them. But I think the reason was to, A, I think get him in the center and B, uh, sort of have a check to Nitish Kumar by someone not who he works so closely with. So uh, the dream team has been split, so to speak, in Bihar. So we, yeah, interesting, you know, interesting. See, first, deputy CM was always shown to given to or deputy PM or deputy CM, basically second in command was the, someone who couldn't be the first uh, CM. But Nitish and Sushil Modi almost have had some sort of a very uh, a, a sort of a bromance, like a very good cordial working relationship and things like that. So this time, I think it will be a little, slightly more adversarial than what it was before. So by the way, we do have the names for Bengal. I think it's Suvendu Adhikari and Rajiv Banerjee. Yes, there we go. So I think it was Suvendu Adhikari. He is mm -hmm. thinking of switching from uh, TMC to BJP. So thanks a lot. See, this is a beauty of uh, B, uh, live chats. You know, they right. give you the answers instantly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, so let's people now. People watching us are smarter than us, Kushal. We yes, should be happy about that. <laughs> as long as uh, they give us the answers, I'm fine with it. So now let's go into the bipolar results, which yeah. because let me tell you. Hmm. Between you and I, now that we are talking very openly, I was worried about the bipolar results more than Bihar. Because Bihar, though, I had not uh, assumed that BJP was going to do well at all. Yeah. But bipolar, I was really worried because two states I was worried about. I'll tell you why. Gujarat, because I don't know, Gujarat mein last elections where BJP ke thodi seate kam ho gai thi, so I was mm. really worried. Mm. Mm. And Madhya Pradesh, because jo bhi hai jugaad karke abhi sarkar banai hai, to dar lag raha tha ki bhai abhi kya hoga in seato mein. Mm. Mm. So what is your assessment of the overall results of the bipoles? If uh, if there were two other people who were as happy as Bihar BJP that day, that would be a certain guy called Vijay Rupani and then Shivrat Singh Chauhan. Uh, no doubt about that. Uh, this were eight seats held by the Congress in uh, in Gujarat, uh, and they a few of them were strongholds, right? And a lot of people forget the face of the Congress in Gujarat for these eight seats was Hardik Patel. So uh, the fact that they lost and they lost so big, right? Because you are talking about like, agar aap baat kare harne ki, Congress lost by twenty percent vote margin. 20%, I mean, it's unbelievable uh, in the, in the bipoles. Now, BJP has traditionally done well in bipoles, but I even the most optimistic person was expecting a 6-2 or a 7-1 result out of it, or even a 5-3 because they were, I mean, more B seats were, which are a hard, hotbed of the Patel movement, the past Andolan, you know, um, he did well. So 
that and then in Madhya Pradesh, I think they got 18 or 19 out of 28, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so that was that was a good that was a good result for them. But another thing which is not being talked about are the two wins in Karnataka, where they won the two seats and solidified their position. Yes, yes. And the one seat in Telangana, Dubaka, where Telangana, it was expected that TRS would sweep. They had fielded the widow of the existing Dubaka MLA, but the BJP guy who had been working in the seat for 10 years actually ended up winning that seat by 10,000 votes. So it's so it it was the if the Bihar was the emergence of BJP as an alternative to RJD on a pan state level, the bipoles was almost a solidification of the sort of the clout of the BJP at the national level. Yeah, that's true. So just one question on Bihar, Arindrajit, uh, so, so not on Bihar, sorry, on Bengal. Mm-hmm. So Arindrajit asked, what do you think will change in Bengal with the overtly communist mindset, even if BJP wins? So what he's saying is it doesn't matter who comes in power, the raison d'etre of Bengal, mm-hmm. the essence of Bengal is Marxwadi. So do you think that will change? I think it will, but I want to know your views. It it will. It will. I don't think that is that is personally the case. It's just that has been sort of the lazy go-to politician, political thing of the Bengali politicians that, that Mamata Banerjee too did this whole Singur and Nandikram uh, nonsense, which prompted Tata to move from Bengal to Gujarat. I think the ultimate thing is... It has to be drilled in that this the the politics of communism is sort of you know uh, uh, doesn't give you the votes. Agar ek bar ghus gaya political parties mein, they'll move away. I'll give you an example. If you remember in 1997, Arundhati Roy, after she won the Booker Prize of the God of Small Things, donated. Uh, if mostly it was that book, I think she donated the money she got to the Sardar Sarovar project. And Medha Parker was, uh, you know, leading the thing. And then in 2006, Amir Khan also sat on this Sardar Sarovar Andalan. Today, can any party in Gujarat be against the Sardar Sarovar dam? I don't think so. Right? The Sardar Sarovar, the anti Sardar Sarovar movement was completely led by the global left and the pan left in India and all that, you know, things like that. And if you think about it, Deir Sal Pehle, they were saying the same nonsense about the Statue of Unity. Now the figures are in and the tourism numbers are phenomenal. So now no, everyone has stopped talking about it. See, see stop hurting the sentiments of Dhruv Rati. See, this is your problem. So Dhruv Rati ki intellectual analysis, you don't have to worry about it. This is what I'm talking about. My problem is those who Dhruv Rati ko intellectual. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But, so that's what I'm saying. So Sardar Sarovar Dam ke baare mein, can can you be a party in Gujarat and be against a Sardar Sarovar Dam, a serious party? No, you cannot. So ultimately, that politics changed in the 90s in Gujarat. I mean, uh, state level and things like that. So that will change in Bengal also. Yeah, I agree. This is a very important question. I'm going to share it on the screen. Uday right. has asked. Given that around 35 to 40 percent of West Bengal population is now Muslim, I don't know if it's 35 to 40 percent. I think it's 27 percent. Uh, would OVC's participation in the Bengal elections have a deep impact? Uh, can I say this for the record? I really mm-hmm. love the idea that OVC is going to fight in Bengal. <laughs> <laughs> I no. Also, it busts this whole myth of of Congress being this pan secular party. It won it Congress in in Bengal in the northern part. It wins because it actually polarizes on Hindu-Muslim lines. That is why a lot uh, see that is why a lot of them were fed up of the Congress. 
in the you know in the malda belt and the dinajpur belt and so congress still congress are left fought in alliance and i think congress won four lok sabha seats also in uh, i don't know if it was this time or the last time but congress actually did didn't do as badly as the left did in west bengal that is because in the so again if oic comes over here because congress has been has projected itself as the face of the bengali muslims in those areas and hasn't done jack shit for anyone so if oic comes he will get those votes because they'll say bhai 25 saal se aapne kiya kya hai 30 saal se aapne kiya kya hai we have been you know reposing our faith in you and that is what the congress doesn't like and that is what the journalists in delhi don't like you know what ironically is happening in india at an electoral level is that mm. see you could never have had a hindu consolidation until you had the lower caste vote movement towards the bjp let's Absolutely. just be blatantly honest about it right. so all these people who you know who get very see the reason they get so scared about the rise of bjp is that the rise of bjp is basically the assertion of the lower caste on indian politics finally the lower caste could never assert itself on the polity of india they did in the way of kanshiram they did in the way of the old school you know yadav politics but that really was not an assertion beyond say the local level to get on to the national level the way and i'm not complaining i'm actually extremely happy about it that you know even within the hindu samaj 70% of the hindu samaj is lower caste so the the representation of a proper hindu party let's assume bjp is a hindu party i don't believe it is but let's assume for argument sake it should have a significant representation of the lower caste and the consolidation of the lower caste towards bjp is to me the story of modi 2.0 from 2019 onwards till now there is a significant i think eventually it's going to uh, have a scene where the jatavs also vote for bjp but the non jatav consolidation for the bjp is something that just has blown me away and on the same time the splintering of the muslim vote it is clear that the muslim vote vote slowly but surely is splintering there is a slowly creeping at least in the i believe in the muslim female vote bank where they are preferring bjp now you may say what you want to say but thoda sa ho raha hai i think it's happening and the rise of obc is splitting the muslim vote in india where the muslims are saying boss tumne humko beowulf banaya itne saal hum iske sath ja rahe hain and i think muslims have democratic right to do that to insult muslims for exercising their democratic right is the most condescending thing i've ever heard from the left wing in india what do you think you are muted adit you are muted you are muted Oh, sorry <laughs> it's it's almost like what the i i see in us where if you have uh, african americans who vote for the republicans or latinos which in this time voted for republicans they'll be like acha let's not call them latinos let's call them cuban americans then let's not call them this you know why did they why why did this happen right because you pander when you pander to a community and don't actually do anything to benefit them they are going to see through the bullshit and say that bhai you have pandered but you don't do anything concrete at least people are giving us a voice or giving us representation and this is not just ovic is not just rising in um, in bengal and bihar in maharashtra even three mlas three mla seats so i i have a very controversial opinion about this and and people that if ovic plays his cards right in areas with significant muslim population he could end up being a mayawati like figure where mayawati was actually abhi is bar bhi dekho in bihar mayawati has got one or two mlas from bsp 
in madhya pradesh you would get like 5 6 mlas so i don't think oic would be on that scale but that is what he's trying to do that if you are in a state and you want the muslims of the state to vote for you you have to get my guys on board or you have to talk about issues fair enough that's his democratic right you know yeah and do, do you think oic is the next jinnah <laughs> see i i I don't agree with his politics, right? I don't agree with his politics uh, or anything. He does fuel a lot of uh, flames that are not there. But the 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 part is you also one has to analyze is why the hell are people still voting for him, right? If they are still voting for him, you got to go out. You got to go out and bust his politics. How you do that? You know, if you do you ensure him ensure that by making sure he loses every election do you ensure that by you know making sure he's accountable for his statements do you ensure by that he doesn't get away with the rubbish he's saying right but ek do cheez hoti hai ek hoti hai personal opinion aur dusra dusra hota hai political analysis if i give my political analysis he's here to stay boss because yes. he is making you know dents in in the votes dusra and, and again i keep saying this his fluency in hindi he is making inroads into the part where because oic can't speak bangla bangla he can't speak marathi the same way right maybe his local mlas can but that is also you have to understand where you know jo um, the language sort of divide and so to speak but ultimately i think to defeat oic on both sides if bjp wants to defeat oic they will have to offer a counter which bjp is doing offering a counter narrative saying that he is almost indulging in a very sectarian politics what congress is saying is do your sectarian politics but do it in alliance with us that is what i hate even more that you are not opposing oic's sectarian politics you only do that when he defeats you hmm somebody has asked this question i think the question may information is wrong here sasidharan has asked how could oic being a shia and a south indian uh, create so much clout across india sasidharan i think he's a he's a sunni no i don't I think, think so no i think he's right he's a shia he's a shia नहीं यार रजाकार शिया थोड़ा थे रजाकार तो सुन्नी थे वेरी सिंपल आंसर आई थिंक स्पीक्स दैंग्वेज ऑफ इस्लाम एनी प्रैक्टिस सॉफ्ट इस्लामिज्म सो दैट हैज एन अपील पैन इंडिया so exactly. we may not like it that that's just the reality of life so another question siddharthi more than a question i think it's a query have you yeah. guys heard of someone called lala who was arrested or perhaps absconding he was the highest donor to the current uh, ruling dispensation in bengal uh, have I you heard of no i have I'm not i'm not either i'm not either i'm not either so we're almost touching the hour mark uh, mm-hmm. and i know mm-hmm. i'm conscious of your time so before we go uh mm-hmm. so if you were to say in the next elections mm. do you think bjp in in bihar mm. this is my passing question to you before mm. we wrap things up no, next no, time in bihar a few minutes so i can talk yeah no problem oh so you you can because i was like the, you, no, you no, no, i i like, i can talk for another 15 20 minutes or something if all right then, then let's continue with uh, a little huh. bit more huh. then uh Then let's start with this. In Bihar, next time, do you think BJP should go with the chief minister's face instead of yes. any other party? Yes. I, I I don't care which state it is. I think you should always go with the face. 
unless and until you are a junior ally in any formation this time i this time they went with nitish kumar uh, next time if the bjp does better in the lok sabha than jdu i think it should be a bjp face that should be a chief minister but i i, I think people in india this this whole nonsense about uh, elected mlas decide who the f- leader of the party is is all you know bakwas ultimately you need one person to run the campaign now i understand you didn't do that in up in 2017 because the fact there were so many factions and it was almost a spillover of the 2014 election but now that narendra modi has won the election twice i think in any state they should go they should go with the projected face so i i also wanted to ask you a question i know bengal everybody talks about bengal but before people get mad at me and say as usual kushal you have started to ignore southern india because you guys are anti south india i will let let me get right into south india now tamil nadu So there is a Ravad, there is a ravadosa that is being prepared for breakfast right now for me. I, I, if if I alienate South India, that will eliminate fifty percent of my food preferences. Yeah. <laughs> so so so, no, so let's talk about Tamil Nadu oh, now. Yes. Post Jayalalitha, huh. do you see any hope for AI? ADMK. No, I. It's very hard to very hard to see. Right. I mean, look at this. I mean, Jayalalitha has been gone for. Four years, I think now almost. Twenty sixteen is when she came back, came back to power, and then passed away tragically just a few months after. And Palani Sami and Opani Selvam are absolutely nowhere. Um, see now, AIADMK does have some sort of a, uh, a backing in the a few seats, right? They they have a base. But I personally thought that with Jalalita Khan, this was BJP's time. to you know push forward the advantage get a leader and they just have not been able to do it in the lok sabha they got zero they you know seats in tamil nadu and even people like m tamidurai or something you know senior admk faces i thought maybe they would win like they would get a few seats here and there but that didn't happen unless and until they they completely conjure this a weird coalition with vijay kant and you know vc all these parties that are on the fringe place because tamil nadu has a lot of fringe parties like with like 4 or 5% of the votes you know you have the pmk which was in the nda the dr ramadosis party uh, uh, which is amongst the vanniars so all these parties if they come together they could win a few mlas but i just don't think that they have that thrust at the center that you know the whole alliance could revolve around who is that face and they have to find a face in 6 months because they cannot let someone like a kamal hasan get into uh, uh, an opposition sort of face in tamil nadu because then you're looking at a party which is left and far left right i'm not particularly fond like aiadmk has played those sides both sides before also but we can at least say that aiadmk is not kamal hasan it's not far left <laughs> yeah it's not anti india it's not anti <laughs> so India. so it, it if if you have to for the sake of tamil nadu they have to sort of provide an alternative how they do this admk cadre needs they need a leader and they almost need to get out of the shadow of jayalalitha it's been 4 years after she can be a face you did not see bjp after you know vajpayee retired going with like you know uh, uh, cut out posters of vajpayee 6 feet and the leader standing right next to it and giving speeches right ab wo nahi ho sakta i know why they did it i know they might do it for one more election next year but <coughs> after the next election it has to go otherwise admk will be finished what well, do you think rajnikanth will have any factor in the election yeah, for that he has to take a position 
<laughs> yeah, the man doesn't take a position. He's like all over the place, right? Yeah, he, he's like he's like um, he's like what uh, uh, Arun Shauri used to call rationalists. Dono sides se argue karta hai. Sadly, yeah. Arun Shauri also argues from two sides these days. But <laughs> <laughs> but before when he argued from one side, he would say ki, beware of nationalists who can justify either side. But but uh, but but uh, yeah, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this remark. <laughs> It is what it is. It's the it's the truth, guys. That's why it hurts, right? But Rajnikant, um, uh, that's my thing. If Rajnikant takes a position, he could be a factor. But Hamesha, he like uh, there is this expression in the West Wing, right? That you you said you dangled the feet. You didn't jump in. You need politics. You can't just dangle your feet and decide. You have to jump in. Yeah. So a couple of more elections. So April and May, we have a lot of elections, right? So we have we've we've covered West Bengal. We mm-hmm. just spoke about Tamil Nadu, Puducherry, it's fine, whatever. Yeah. But two more main uh, states. Mm-hmm. One is Kerala. Yes. And one is Assam, right? Assam yeah. also, we have an election coming up. Mm-hmm. So let's start with Kerala. Do you mm-hmm. think the Congress is coming in Kerala? Uh, again, Kerala has this revolving door policy. Na? Yeah. So they, ha- they have a chance in uh, Kerala. And that is one place where Congress is not completely eroded. Because, um, again, they have a few leaders like Satraps, Ramesh Chanithala, Umen Chandi, you know, all these people. Uh, they, they do have a chance. Um, and the... Rahul Gandhi does not have his Panati factor over there. He doesn't have his Panati factor They don't understand what he says. Rahul Ji, that is why they made him a sitting MP. Yes. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, uh, um, yeah, I, I don't, I think Congress does have a chance in Kerala. I, it also depends on how much of a uh, impact BJP makes, because uh, if they get end up getting 10, 12% of the vote, then you are looking at uh, a BJP playing a position of like a third party in many seats. Last time they got one MLA. I think they should get more than a few MLAs, but they also have to like, for they, they honestly now BJP has to give up the idea that they're going to form a government in Kerala, but actually decide on getting like 20 or 25 MLAs elected. Because only then you can form a critical mass causing enough headache to, because Kerala only has 140 MLAs, right? So if you have 20 or 25, that's like a seventh of the assembly. You are actually then forming a critical mass to make sure that the issues that you want to be highlighted are highlighted. Yeah, but that's my problem with the BJP when it comes to its South Indian politics, other than Karnataka, which it's kind of, you know, has a hold on. Mm -hmm. Let's be very clear. BJP South Indian political strategy is abysmal. Yeah, very abysmal. Is it? What the hell are they doing there? I don't get it sometimes. So okay, we need to we need to sort of split it. I I said abysmal, but not everywhere. Tamil Nadu, yes. Uh, Kerala, maybe. Karnataka, I think they've got it in order. And Telangana, they have certainly done a Telangana. They have a great strategy. So the two, it's it's a split. I think Karnataka and Telangana, they're doing well. Andhra. I'm not so sure because they are, you know, with Jaga and with Chandra Babu Naidu, but Kerala, they really need to get it together because Kerala had give, gave you a chance in 2014 with 10-12% of the vote. There was no reason why they went down in 2016. The language is going to be a barrier where Narendra Modi is not going to be the same 
campaigner as he was in uh, mm. say in bihar and things like that so you will have to invest in local faces and you will have to i mean kumanamam rajasekharan i think was a governor or something and he was brought back to fight an mla election or mp election in 2019 so um, they need a face right they need one face that uh, that give, you give them 3 4 years and go but i i still think bjp is going to be be a significant factor in terms of vote percentages they have to convert that into seats otherwise agar seats nahi milegi india mein you nothing it's going to go mm-hmm. away because narendra modi is not going to be the eternal leader of the bjp so if yeah. we keep on getting 10 to 12% of the vote one day when he does retire as the prime minister you know you bjp is going to get lose all those momentum with them so they need to convert that into seats and local sure. seats So uh, Tanmay has asked this question. Do you think Congress has done a good job for Kerala? It is the best performing state in all social indices in the country. Arey, see that now. Yeah, you know, here is the thing. I on on some social indices, I might have, uh, I might agree, but. the data that we get is so uh, uh, so skewed now on revenue generation kerala has been lagging behind a lot of them come it from remittances from ua have they mm-hmm. created any industries in kerala you know have they created because just social indicators are not you know thing just because the whole state has free dental care when you know you want other states to have it too maybe they have it too that that isn't just the only barometer i would judge a state i agree by. yeah so i think it's a bit of both maybe there are a few social indices on liter- literacy and all that they have done better but there are many social indices where you know uh, a lot might have to be left to be desired but maybe then see uh, one sorry kushal i didn't mean to interrupt but one thing needs to happen um maybe there needs to be a white paper written on this and not by a central government on an ideological institution that what social indices that do matter in india and which state sort of is coming up the only thing we had is a few government affiliated agencies or a few ideological agencies or india today you know jab unka dil chahe wo mood of the nation state of states wo sab bakwas poll karte rehte all that yeah see uh, has kerala done better on social indices than other people in india in terms of states in india yes can we trust kerala's data no because look at what the famed kerala covid model was mm-hmm. so the less we say the better off it is uh, you i think you hit the nail on the head when you basically pointed out that kerala's model is i will send people to gelf <laughs> get money from gelf and that's about it so i think that gelf money is what is running kerala we have to be very careful but yes i think the social welfare programs in kerala i, I i've had these conversations on and off the record with padma uh, padma pillai uh, mm. she's from kerala Right. and padma has said that yes it's a it's a mix mix bag it's a good and bad both yeah 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 and, yeah so before we wrap things up i want to do the 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 last state that we have another election coming up assam uh, hmm. bjp coming back again what do you think yeah more likely than not i think um um i i i think um uh bjp's uh, popularity in assam is there they the good thing again that's what i say young leaders they invested in a young leader and they have a terrific campaigner and manager in himanta biswa sharma so you have that both who is pretty much running the entire northeast campaign for the bjp he's 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 a cabinet minister in assam but he flies around you know he is the i think he's the convener of the nda which is the national or the northeast democratic alliance or something like that uh, and um 
I think what in Assam the major major factor is also that Congress has not moved beyond the Gogoi family. So uh, after after the Gogoi family and the you know Su, uh, Sushmita Dev's father, whoever that family, they have they have these satraps in Assam also that they have not looked beyond. But Assam. Assam is one state where if you see OIC's name is not being taken because they already have an OIC in Badruddin Ajwal who makes even more uh, sort of controversial statements than OIC. And that is yes. in, in the Dubri uh, uh, region where he wins the MP. And that's exactly what has happened to OIC also. But you don't see Congress taking on uh, uh, Badruddin Ajmal the same way they are they take on OIC, right? So again, the, this, the same things were said about Ajmal also. And I, again, I hate, I detest both of their politics. But what do you do? They are there to stay. And if you have to weed out the party. You can't just do it by banning the parties. You have to almost, you know, show them, show the people what kind of frauds are being perpetrated. And the Congress way of saying that as long as you're with us in the alliance, um, we'll, you know, we'll tolerate you is, is not is not going to work. Yeah, I totally agree with you. See, here's the thing about democracy. A lot of people sometimes feel, and it's a very pop, you know, it's the classic Popperian paradox, right? Mm -hmm. That how 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 much do we tolerate? My mm -hmm. my all my my retort to this is always very standard. Mm -hmm. In a democracy, these these separatist elements, these ugra elements that mm -hmm. exist in our society, mm -hmm. like uh, people. Uh, People don't like to listen to this, but even in Pakistan, right? Hmm. The most hardline Islamist political outfits, they don't get the maximum votes. They don't. Yeah, they don't. They don't. They yeah. don't. People by and large reject them. So hmm. a thoda karna humko. Hmm. Thoda hmm. I think hmm. we need to have a little bit of faith in people Trust. too. Yeah. Hmm. Second, I think over the years, whether people like it or not the good mm. policies of the Narendra Modi government mm. have made inroads into different sections of society. Mm. Look, the BJP has come a long way from only being, you know, they having the tag of being a Brahmin Baniya party mm. to mm. now being the single largest fort amongst the lower castes in India. Yeah, absolutely. They must have done something right there. Their social welfare schemes are working. As mm. someone who's worked on the ground with these social welfare schemes, I can tell you they work. Mm. I have mm. seen it with my own eyes. I'll give you a small example. In the village I worked with, the BJP ko koi vote nahi karta tha, yaar. Vote nahi karta tha usko. And now the BJP got so many votes in that area. Absolutely. So that's the whole point. I have seen it with my own eyes. And this, I I believe eventually there will be a chunk of Muslims that might move out of there. Mm -hmm. uh, one last question before we wrap things up. Somebody has said. No, no, but, but, sorry, sorry. Before you ask that question, I have to tell you a quote, right? And I, I, I again, I disagree with the politics of Churchill, but he had this wonderful quote about democracy, right? Where he says, democracy is the worst form of government except all the others. Yes. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> So I I know it's it's frustrating, it's crazy, but we gotta live with it, guys, because that's yeah. the only that, that's the only so, only way. So Sasidharan Kartikeyan has become very jazbati. He says, Will Bajruddin Ajwal try his luck in uh, other states? But yeah, Matlab, uh, OVC goes to his state, he goes to OVC state. I'm very no, happy. Let them come. That will be fantastic. I hope he contests from Hyderabad Lok Sabha. Yes, yes. I, I encourage Badruddin Ajmal. Badruddin Ajmal Amar Rahe. Jai Age. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I mean I, I don't think he will though because see he has he has enough that's what I talk about critical mass 
he has a assam also has similar uh, sort of uh, uh, situation as kerala in terms of the size of the assembly right so he gets his 15 20 mlas in the assembly so enough where he can get you know his uh, sort of uh, uh, voice heard and all that thing or you know dhamaka karne ke liye kuch constructive na bhi karta ho and that is what i mean that if bjp gets into kerala assembly gets two three lok sabha seats then you are looking at place where bjp is actually forced to reckon within sections of kerala where people are like acha no ye jeet sakte otherwise rather than thinking if we vote for bjp in kerala our vote is not you know our vote is wasted so let us vote for the less anti hindu party between the congress and the left Absolutely, I think that's a perfect uh, way to end today's podcast. So once again, uh, Adit, thanks a lot for coming on the podcast. Before we wrap it up, can you tell everybody all the social media details of uh, Mindmakers so that they can go and check all the content at Mindmakers out? Yes, thank you for having me, uh, Kushal. Yes, guys, please uh, follow us at, at Mindmakers at M Y I N D M A K E R S. We are on YouTube. We do uh, and SoundCloud on all the other wonderful podcast platforms. And then you can check www.myind.net, mind.net, where we have pieces, especially uh, a lot of pieces focusing on foreign policy, strategic affairs, politics, current affairs. So do check it out, guys. And thank you for having me, Kushal. This was fantastic. the pleasure was uh, all mine guys so whatever details adit has mentioned over here i have left it in the description of the podcast the web web website and adit's own twitter handle too is there so please i follow adit on twitter you can go and visit mind mind makers uh, they they have brilliant articles and brilliant analysis and uh, if you like what i'm doing over here please subscribe to the podcast like the video share the video uh, leave your comments over there uh, if you like what i'm doing over here you can become a member of the youtube channel or yes. you can subscribe about patreon if you want the charwak podcast merch you can go to kushalmehra.com/shop i'll see you guys next time with another amazing guest until then namaste take care goodbye